Hello, and welcome to DOD Secure, the podcast discussing hard-hitting national industrial security program issues. We tackle security clearances, insider threat, classification, security training, and more. I'm your host, security discipline and author and publisher, Jeff Bennett. This podcast is sponsored by SecurityClearanceDefenseLawyer.com and attorney Ron Sixtus. Ron consults in all area of security clearance concerns, and he can be reached by phone at 256-398-3316 or through his website. and Associates. We provide FSO, CSSO consulting and training services. Hiring a full-time FSO can be expensive. A less expensive alternative is to use our managed security services. Our team of security professionals can help to minimize risk by assisting with many vital services from fingerprinting, background checks to DSS security vulnerability assessments. CSSO training. If you don't see the services you need, just ask. Security is our life. And by RedBikePublishing.com. Security resources and books. Get your copy of this bomb and ITAR in training to download and present to cleared employees. Hi, and welcome to episode six of DOD Secure, our podcast for security employees, especially those focused on the National Industrial Security Program. Um, I'm Jeff Bennett, and I'm with Red Bike Publishing, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode. I'd also like to invite you to visit our website at redbikepublishing.com and join our newsletter and take a look at our blogs. All this information can be found at our website, such as joining the newsletter or the link to the blogs. And this is where we post most of our articles, including additional posts or additional links to these podcasts that come up. And if you are a defense contractor or you would like otherwise to um, sponsor um, this podcast. Um, you can also find information there or email us at editor at redbikepublishing.com. We answer all of our emails almost immediately, so we'd love to hear from you. And again, I'd like to invite you to, buy, to join our website to take a look and see some of the books and products we offer. This podcast is in reference to the Insider Threat Program, and it refers to our training that we developed for uh, defense actors and the requirement to establish an Insider Threat Program. It's been two years since the requirement came out, and now here we are two years later, ready to implement and it looks like Defense Security Services, which is now um, Defense Counterintelligence Security Agency, DCSA, will be inspecting your compliance with the Insider Threat Program. So let's talk about what the Insider Threat Program is. 
here's what we'll talk about today. Um, if you want to talk about an agenda, we'll talk about the fundamentals of the Insider Threat Program, or we'll refer to it from now on as ITP, how to establish one, some definitions you might need to know, and insider threat impact on industry, as well as the ITP training requirements. Um, as of November 30th, 2016, I guess it's already been three years now coming up. Um, defense contractors, clear defense contractors are required to establish an insider threat program to identify and re report suspicious activities or threats. Um, this is a great program because, you know, events such as what Eric Snowden has done or many other people who have stolen classified information um, and sold them to WikiLeaks or made them public uh, were able to do so because perhaps we are not looking at our entrusted employees as we should. Back in the day when I was in security and intelligence, back in the 80s, we had the Cold War threat. And most of that was involved um, people stealing secrets, getting somebody on the inside to deliver secrets to a handler or a spy. And these would come out in big chunks of printed material. Well, as time evolved, we, we, we go down to smaller media devices and now we're able to exfiltrate classified information through electronic means. They can be printed, they can be faxed, faxed they can be emailed, and they can be downloaded into smaller media drives and making it easy for somebody to smuggle out. Um, an insider threat program should be developed with that in mind, meaning answering the question of, how can I ensure that um, good employees don't go bad? How do I make it harder for the insider threat to be able to exfiltrate data? Almost make it impossible for an insider to come up eventually, you know, through the ranks or, or however they are recruited. Reminds me of when I was in the army living in a barracks and it says, don't give the thief an opportunity. Or in other words, keep an honest person honest. Don't make it so easy for them to be motivated by whatever desire they have, money or ideology, to be able to remove classified information. And this can also be applied to intellectual property or other information that's not national security, but that a company may want to protect. So the Insider Threat Program, again, was supposed to be established by every company, cleared contractor, uh, by November 30th, 2016. And again, it was to identify and report suspicious activities or threats. So that implies that a company establishes an Insider Threat Program with the right people in place and the ability for other employees to report suspicious activity and the ability for the organization to receive those reports, digest those reports, and develop a plan of action should suspicious activity be detected. And also put in some places countermeasures or mitigations to prevent an employee from exfiltrating the data you know, before they even have a chance to do it, make it hard for them to be able to do that. 
Um, in the future, we'll interview some folks who may have had experience with that. Um, this is also a call for you. If, if you have any stories or you're an expert in the Insider Threat Program or you have some solutions, to contact me and possibly we can do an interview and to give our listening audience the benefit of your experience. All right, so what kind of things does an insider threat program need to be established? Well, they have to designate a senior contractor official. <laughs> Simply meaning that is their words out of NESPOM, the National Industrial, Industrial Program Operating Manual. And it st- says that the ITP must designate a senior contractor official, a senior person in the company, basically. And then they have to train additional employees that are going to be insider threat um, program designated employees and they should all be cleared um, and they should be able to implement classified network monitoring as well as monitoring of all security disciplines to ensure that the insider is not able to again exfiltrate data we might even include sabotage in there you can actually sabotage data too and then for the insider threat program to work or to be evaluated, they should be able to maintain insider threat program or ITP records of some sort. Let's get into some specifics about it. Who this senior um, ITP senior official should be. First step is, of course, designate the senior official to establish and execute the program. They should be a U.S. citizen. Of course, because they're cleared. Um, They should be an employee of the company and a senior official. Those are three main highlighting bullets of who this person should be. They should be cleared at the same level as the facility so they can make decisions and have access to the proper information that they need to conduct their job. And, you know, it could be the FSO. The facility security officer could be the ITPSO or the Insider Threat Program senior official. However, um, if they are not the FSO, then the FSO should at least be a member of the ITP team. So once the um, ITP is designated, what are some things that need to do? Well, the insider threat uh, program should develop awareness of and respond to information that indicates a potential or actual insider threat. Some of the goals it should have is be able to gather this information, integrate the additional gathered information into the corporate policies and figure out how to handle these. It may be a good recommendation to include legal and HR and security folks to make sure that this information is handled appropriately and effectively and everybody understands what to do with that information. Now, what do you do with information and you determine that you have a relevant threat or run information to pass on? The ITP should be able to report this information. You know, um, executive order 13587 directs at the heads of agencies that operate or access classified information or computer network should be part of this. The National Insider Threat Policy and minimum standards for executing or executive branch insider threat programs should have um, a say in this. And reporting should be as required by DCSA.
Now, um, Insider Threat Program should execute the following tasks. One is provide training for all the cleared employees. This can be through the initial security briefing and part of the follow-up briefings that are conducted annually. Um, Cleared employees assigned in their insider threat program responsibilities should be given uh, or provided special training too, so they know how to report, integrate, and receive reportable information. So a successful insider threat program should um, respond to the NISPOM requirements. Again, you want to make sure these blocks are checked. Designate an insider threat senior official. Establish an insider threat program and self-certify that the insider threat program is being implemented and provide that certification to DCSA. Um, Establish the insider threat program group. Provide insider threat training. Monitor classified network activity. Gather, integrate, and report relevant, credible information. Detect insiders posing risk to classified information and mitigate those insider threat risks. You may not have, just as a side note, credible threat information, but you should have the ability to recognize that a threat does exist and come up with um, mitigations or countermeasures to prevent the insider threat from having an easy job. You might do that with access rosters. You might do that with um, access monitoring to include access to information systems and you might put um, policies in place on the on the computers to have everybody log in and then monitor their activities maybe give permissions for printing or permissions for emailing or permissions for downloading and monitor them to see what each of the employees is doing good example of this is you know um chelsea manning and eric snowden were able to exfiltrate tons of classified information knowing that the shame is that we can know that there are mitigations in place to prevent people from sharing classified information on information systems and prevent them from downloading and require monitoring while they do it so that at least can be detected, there are some behaviors such as, you know, who needs to download hundreds of documents, what is the purpose for downloading it, and maybe put a process in place for requiring some time that the information is needed and putting in requests for removing that information so that the trusted employee may not be able to do them by themselves, maybe use two-person integrity. The list goes on. There are many, many ways to mitigate this risk. And then, of course, the final thing to have a successful insider threat program would be to conduct self-inspections and document uh, success or document how the insider threat program is established in the organization. Now there's some definitions you should know about. Let's talk about, you know, what is an insider? That is a cleared contractor person with authorized access to any government or contractor resource, including personnel, facilities, information, equipment, networks, and systems. These are authorized. They have security clearances in place. They have need to know 
but they may take advantage of all this information for personal gain. Uh, additional definitions include the insider threat. That is the likelihood, the risk, or potential that an insider will use his authorized access to perform malicious behavior. And because of their access, they're able to gain information to a lot. They, they really gain access to a lot of information. Um, some insider threats may include um, some of the impacts may include harm to the contractor, harm to the information, and harm to national security. National security. Um, let's talk about the impact to industry. An insider threat could um, give away information. They could steal information. They could take patent information, multinational business information research and development. And once that information is uh, removed, other people can use it to gain their own uh, um, abilities or to counter any U.S. technology advance or in a technology advance by another company. Um, weapon systems could be de cloned, destroyed, or countered. Loss of technical superiority could occur, as well as economic loss and perhaps even loss of life. Now, the insider threat training requirements. Now that you have an insider threat program established, let's look at some of the training requirements. According, according to the NISPOM, especially um, paragraph three or chapter three, paragraph 107, insider threat reporting is going to gain, is going, <laughs> insider threat reporting is a new training requirement for cleared employees that they must accomplish prior to access to classified information. Not only must insider threat program personnel be trained, but, but cleared employees must be given this training prior to gaining access to classified information. Um, a security briefing must be conducted uh, for threat awareness. And again, it should be done in accordance to NISPON Chapter 3. They should also be given a counterintelligence awareness brief, an overview of security classification system. You know, why are things classified? What are the classification levels? Uh, employees should be getting reporting obligations and requirements for suspicious activities, including insider threat activities, initial and annual refresher cybersecurity awareness training, and security procedures and duties applicable to the employee's job. For example, if an employee is required to read reports and write assessments of those reports and these, or they compile information from different classified resources, they would need an additional training called derivative classifier information training. All right. Um, now, let's talk about specific employees with insider threat program duties. Just a minute ago, I gave you training requirements for employees all employees, all clear employees. Now we'll just talk about the training requirements for those with insider threat program duties. And of course, they may report to the insider threat program senior official. Well, they need to take counterintelligence and security fundamentals. They need to learn the procedures for conducting insider threat response actions. 
applicable laws, regulations regarding the gathering, integration, retention, safeguarding, and use of records and data, including consequences of misuse of such information, and applicable legal, civil liberties, and privacy policies. So that just tells me you may not just want to designate anybody to have insider threat program duties. You want to respect... uh, bring in the best of the best, the people that you can trust to not only be able to execute their duties, but to protect the information that they find out and understand legal, civil liberties and privacy policies. Because if you violate those, you've got more issues on hand you have to deal with. Um, let's look at training topics for cleared employees that relate to the insider threat program. So prior to the recent changes in the NISPOM, the FSO had to provide initial security training and annual refreshing training, refresher training, and the holder of classified information was validated or had to validate an employee's clearance level and need to know. That was some of the requirements prior to the insider threat program requirements. Now, After the NISPOM updates in 2016, the FSO has to demonstrate that cleared employees have completed the Insider Threat Program Awareness Training before they are granted access to classified information. And now the ITP training should be conducted in concert with existing security training or standalone training. So it would be imperative that the FSO or whoever is providing the security training also provide documentation, um, I guess essentially proving that the training was conducted and that it specifically stated that it is insider threat program training. So one of the implied tasks might be have security awareness training program, but also have a category that demonstrates training specifically to address the insider threat because it's important, at least when DCSA conducts a review, that they understand that training was conducted in response to the requirements of the ITP. And so let's look at the required training topics. Um, Insider threat training will address current or should address current and potential threats in the work and personnel environment and should include the importance of detecting insider threats by cleared employees, methodologies of adversaries to recruit trusted insiders, indicators of people who have been recruited, and also counterintelligence and security reporting requirements. These things are not intuitive, and so when you bring in an ITP, it's important to be transparent so that you know whether or not an employee is serving as um, with additional threat program insider threat program duties, they understand what to do with information once they get it. Because again, it's not intuitive, so they should understand who to talk to should they have something to report. Um, protecting classified information has always required reporting suspicious activities. But now, you know, this requires specific potential threats to national security from trusted employees. Not only are you looking in, not necessarily threat coming from outside of the United States or outside of the cleared contractor organization, as we used to only look at. So we should be alert to cleared employees 
that have demonstrated behavior that could jeopardize classified information under their care. So far, um, we've looked at the Insider Threat Program, and we've determined what the Insider Threat Program actually is. Um, we looked at the fundamentals of the threat program. We talked about establishing the ITP. We went over ITP definitions and insider threat impact to the industry, as well as the ITP training requirements. Um, that's probably enough to look at today to give you know get in your head um, the requirements of the ITP, how to implement the ITP and how to execute it. In future podcasts, we'll talk about some mitigations that can be used. We'll look about recruiting methodologies uh, that the adversary may use to recruit the insider. And we'll look at ways to measure the effectiveness of your insider threat program. In the meantime, if you're looking for more information, hopefully you'll look to redlightpublishing.com and take a look at some of our courses and materials that we offer that address insider threat, as well as join our newsletter and get access to more of our articles and more of our podcasts that are coming up. In the meantime, again, thank you so much for joining us, and we'd love to take your questions and your comments and concerns at editor at redbikepublishing.com. Thank you for joining DoD Secure, the podcast that talks about security clearances and protecting classified information according to the NISPOM. For more information, visit us at dodsecure.com or email us at editor at redbikepublishing.com. We would again like to thank our sponsors, securityclearancedefenselawyer.com and Security First and Associates at www.securityfirstassociates.com.